0: Hare Krishna This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam Third Canto Chapter 24 Texts forty-one through forty-seven Muni's Path of Renunciation and Enlightenment Text forty-one Sri Maitreya said. Thus, when Kata the progenitor of human society, was spoken to in fullness by his son, Kapila, he circumambulated him, and with a good, pacified mind, he at once left for the forest. Report by Śrīla Prabhupāda Going to the forest is compulsory, for everyone. It is not a mental excursion upon which one person goes and another does not. Everyone should go to the forest, at least as a vanaprast. Forest-going means to take 100% shelter of the Supreme Lord, as explained by Prahlad Maharaj in his talks with his father. Sada Samud vigdyant di hum from the Srimad Bhagavatam Seven five five. People who have accepted a temporary material body are always full of anxieties. One should therefore not be very much affected by this material body, but should try to be freed. The preliminary process to become free is to go to the forest or give up family relationships and exclusively engage in Krishna consciousness. That is the purpose of going to the forest. Otherwise, the forest is only a place of monkeys and wild animals. To go to the forest does not mean to become a monkey or a ferocious animal. It means to accept exclusively the shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and engage oneself in full service. One does not actually have to go to the forest. At the present moment, this is not at all advisable for a man who has spent his life all along in big cities. As explained by Prahlad Maharaj, Yet vatma Patam Griham Andakupam, one should not remain always engaged in the responsibilities of family life, because family life without Krishna consciousness is just like a blind well. Alone, in a field, if one falls into a blind well and no one is there to save him, he may cry for many years and no one will see or hear where he is crying from. Death is sure. Similarly, those who are forgetful of their eternal relationship with the Supreme Lord are in the blind well of family life. Their position is very ominous. Pallad Maharaj advised that one should give up this wealth somehow or other and take to Krishna consciousness and thus be freed from material entanglement, which is full of anxieties. Text 42. The sage Kardama accepted silence as a vow in order to think of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and take shelter of Him exclusively. Without association, he traveled over the surface of the globe as a sannyasi, devoid of any relationship with fire or shelter. Report by Śrīla Prabhupāda Here the words anagnya aniketana are very significant. A sannyāsī should be completely detached from fire and any residential quarters. A grihāsta has a relationship with fire, either for offering sacrifices or for cooking. But a sannyāsī is free from these two responsibilities, He does not have to cook or offer fire sacrifice because he is always engaged in Krishna consciousness. Therefore, he has already accomplished all ritualistic performances of religion. Aniketana means without lodging. He should not have his own house, but should depend completely on the Supreme Lord for his food and lodging. He should travel. Mona means silence. Unless one becomes silent, he cannot think completely about the pastimes and activities of the Lord. It is not that because one is a fool and cannot speak nicely, he therefore takes a vow of Mona. Rather, one becomes silent so that people will not disturb him. It is said by Chanakya Pandit that a rascal appears very intelligent, as long as he does not speak. But speaking is the test. The so-called silence of a silent impersonalist Swami indicates that he has nothing to say. He simply wants to beg. But the silence, adopted by Karta was not like that. He became silent for relief from nonsensical talk. One is called a moony, when he remains grave and does not talk nonsense. Maharaj Barish set a very good example. Whenever he spoke, he spoke about the pastimes of the Lord. Mona necessitates refraining from nonsensical talking and engaging the talking facility in the pastimes of the Lord. In that way, one can chant and hear about the Lord in order to perfect his life. Vratam means that one should take a vow, as explained in Bhagavad Gita, amanitvam adamvitam, without hankering for personal respect and without being proud of one's material position. Ahimsa means not being violent. There are 18 processes for attaining knowledge and perfection. And by his vow, Kardamamoni adopted all the principles of self realization. forty-three. He fixed his mind upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Parabrahman, who is beyond cause and effect, who manifests the three modes of material nature, who is beyond those three modes, and who is perceived only through unfailing devotional service. Purport Hi, Srila Prabhupada. Whenever there is bhakti, there must be three things present, the devotee, the devotion, and the Lord. Without these three, bhakta, bhakti, and bhagavan, there is no meaning to the word bhakti. Karta fixed his mind on the Supreme Brahman and realized him through bhakti, or devotional service. This indicates that he fixed his mind on the personal feature of the Lord because bhakti cannot be executed unless one has the realization of the personal feature of the absolute truth. Gonava base. He is beyond the three modes of material nature but it is due to him that the three modes of material nature are manifested. In other words, Although the material energy is an emanation of the Supreme Lord, he is not affected, as we are, by the modes of material nature. We are conditioned souls, but he is not affected, although the material nature has emanated from him. He is the supreme living entity and is never affected by Maya. But we are subordinate minute living entities, prone to be affected by the limitations of maya. If he is in constant contact with the Supreme Lord by devotional service, the conditioned living entity also becomes free from the infection of maya. This is confirmed in Bhagavad-gita A person engaged in Krishna consciousness is at once liberated from the influence of the three modes of material nature. In other words, once the conditioned soul engages himself in devotional service, he also becomes liberated, like the Lord. Text 44 Thus, he gradually became unaffected by the false ego of material identity and became free from material affection. Undisturbed, equal to everyone, and without duality, he could indeed see himself also. His mind was turned inward and was perfectly calm, like an ocean, unagitated by waves. Report by Srila Prabhupada When one's mind is in full Krishna consciousness, and one fully engages in rendering devotional service to the Lord, he becomes just like an ocean, unagitated by waves. This very example is also cited in the Bhagavad Gita. One should become like the ocean. The ocean is filled by many thousands of rivers, and millions of tons of its water evaporates into clouds. yet. The ocean is the same, unagitated ocean. The laws of nature may work, but if one is fixed in devotional service at the lotus feet of the Lord, he is not agitated, for he is introspective. He does not look outside to material nature, but looks into the spiritual nature of his existence. With a sober mind, he simply engages in the service of the Lord. Thus, he realizes his own self without false identification with matter and without affection for material possessions. Such a great devotee is never in trouble with others because he sees everyone from the platform of spiritual understanding. He sees himself and others in the right perspective. Text 45 he thus became liberated from conditioned life and became self-situated in transcendental devotional service to the Personality of Godhead, Vasudev, the omniscient Supersoul within everyone. Purport by Srila Prabhupada When one engages in the transcendental devotional service of the Lord, one becomes aware that his constitutional position as an individual soul is to be eternally a servitor of the Supreme Lord, Vasudev. Self-realization does not mean that because the Supreme Soul and the individual soul are both souls, they are equal in every respect. The individual soul is prone to be conditioned, and the Supreme Soul is never conditioned. When the conditioned soul realizes that he is subordinate to the Supreme Soul, his position is called labdhatma, self-realization, or muktabandana, freedom from material contamination. Material contamination continues. As long as one thinks that he is as good as the Supreme Lord, or is equal with him. This condition is the last snare of maya. Maya always influences the conditioned soul. Even after much meditation and speculation, if one continues to think himself one with the Supreme Lord, it is to be understood that he is still in the last snares of the spell of maya. The word parena is very significant. Para means transcendental, untinged by material contamination. Full consciousness that one is an eternal servant of the Lord is called para-bhakti. If one has any identification with material things and executes devotional service for the attainment of some material gain, that "vida viddha-bhakti contaminated bhakti. One can actually become liberated by the execution of para-bhakti. Another word mentioned here is gy. The super-soul, sitting within the heart, is all-cognizant. He knows. I may forget my past activities due to the change of body, but... Because the Supreme Lord, as Paramatma, is sitting within me, he knows everything. Therefore, the result of my past karma or past activities is awarded to me. I may forget, but he awards me suffering or enjoyment for the misdeeds or good deeds of my past life. One should not think that he is freed from reaction because he has forgotten the actions of his past life. Reactions will take place. And what kind of reactions there will be is judged by the Supersoul, the Witness. forty-six. He began to see that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is seated in everyone's heart and that everyone is existing on him because he is the Supersoul of everyone. Purport by Srila Prabhupada That everyone is existing on the Supreme Personality of Godhead does not mean that everyone is also Godhead. This is also explained in Bhagavad Gita. Everything is resting on Him, the Supreme Lord, but that does not mean that the Supreme Lord is also everywhere. This mysterious position has to be understood by highly advanced devotees. There are three kinds of devotees. The neophyte devotee, the intermediate devotee, and the advanced devotee. The neophyte devotee does not understand the techniques of devotional service, but simply offers devotional service to the deity in the temple. The intermediate devotee understands who God is, who is a devotee, who is a non-devotee, and who is innocent. And he deals with such persons differently. But a person who sees that the Lord is sitting as Paramatma in everyone's heart and that everything is depending or existing on the transcendental energy of the Supreme Lord is in the highest devotional position. Text 47 Freed from all hatred and desire, kardamamuni, being equal to everyone because of discharging uncontaminated devotional service, ultimately attained the path back to Godhead. Report by Srila Prabhupada As stated in Bhagavad Gita, only by devotional service can one understand the transcendental nature of the Supreme Lord and, after understanding Him perfectly in His transcendental position, enter into the kingdom of God. The process of entering into the kingdom of God is bhuti gati, or the path back home, back to Godhead, by which one can attain the ultimate goal of life. Karthamamonī, by his perfect devotional knowledge and service, achieved this goal, which is known as Bhagavati Gati. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the Third Canto, 24th chapter of the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, entitled, The Renunciation of Karthamamonī.